the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. What a difference a week makes. I'm Milton Glick, and it's a beautiful day here at Millburgers. Spring uh, has sprung. Uh, yes. Milton I, got his shorts on. I, yeah, but after last weekend, I don't... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't count on anything. I'm uh-huh. not gonna not gonna say anything. Not gonna jinx it. But it's you're prepared for the worst. Huh? Yeah. Well, the average last frost yeah, day is it? sometime next week. Yeah, you said the 15th, I think, or 12th, or how 14th. cold did we get? Um, 28. 28. Well, uh, but there was uh, free- freezing temperatures from like six or seven hours straight, which is, oh, a, okay. is a factor. That's the big. But it was that time of the year. You know, a lot of stuff was hardened off. But then on the other hand, there was a lot of new growth that was susceptible. Mm. My poor lime trees, I covered them and all, but they got... The the old growth didn't get hurt, but that new growth, the new yeah. buds got hurt. Oh. Even though you covered them, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, lemons didn't get hurt. Same covering, but they didn't uh, get hurt. Um, my plums are both... Both of the plums are uh, blooming now, so the... Even our uh, what, the Morris plum got not enough cold. So. Oh, good. Is that good, or what? Is did the cold hurt it? No, no. They remember the Mor- Morris plum is a they high w- chill plum that. So we're gonna have them again, maybe. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Between us and the bur- uh, the birds and squirrels, <laughs> you can get them. Don't let them win. All right, uh, Mike Presta is here with Davy Trees, and uh, he just finished up doing his presentation. About 50 or so folks and others that came and wandered through. Mike, how'd it go? It was really good. Uh, we got to talk about uh, you know our proper pruning cuts, uh, when to make them, that sort of thing. Uh, we got to do a lot of hands Questions. Did you get all those trees we needed pruned here? Yeah, that's done, taken no, care of. It was I'm all scam, Mike. We're it. just kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't you show them on that tree? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right there. So let's prune that one. And then Did anybody climb trees? Uh, no, sir. Not. Oh, come on, man. That's so, what people come for to see people climb trees. So did you? Now it was you've done presentations before, but you were without PowerPoint. You were just going. How'd it go, ma'am? Yeah, it was good, uh, particularly in, in the outdoor theater there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking pruning and you're talking trees, we've got plenty of big trees behind us. Oh, uh, that's true, know, yeah. A lot of good examples of what I was talking about, so I think it was pretty informative. What um, what kind of questions did you get? Uh, a lot about uh, pruning our younger trees, which is a pretty good one for me, uh, about training our trees and 
uh, how, when, and how to do it, um, what to look for, like our structural effects, like crossing branches, that sort of thing. Those are those are things you want to remove. Uh, kind of holding on to your branches for a few years. Now that's good. I'm glad you said that because that's Jerry and I are one of our pet peeves. You know, you got a six foot tree, and you're it's been in there one year, and you. You want it to grow eight, eight feet a year, but then you want to cut off all the leaves and branches. Yeah, and, and the tree needs those leaves uh, to make photosynthesize and make carbohydrates, so uh, it's important to retain them. If, if you have a young tree, it's probably best to hold off. Uh, I recommend removing as little as 5 to 10% of the live canopy in a year. Uh, you can remove... No more than 25 in a year period, uh, then your tree's going to have some issues if you go that far. And uh, those young trees especially, you're going to reduce your growth rate. That's cool. Did anybody bring up the oak wilt issue? Uh, We talked a little bit about oak wilt, kind of why we paint our cuts, why we sanitize, uh, that sort of thing. Um, the, The big thing about painting our cuts is not actually to compartmentalize anything but the sap smell on the tree uh when we make a wound on a tree it, it's going to emit a sweet sap smell and that's uh-huh. what attracts the, the middlewood beetle to the tree now i i have a little uh, question about what difference does it make in oak wilt if you sanitize the tools uh that's just another precaution uh so you want to use a, a disinfectant uh that's gonna you know a high can you spread the disease through t- Yes, sir. So if, if you're pruning on a tree that has oak wilt, uh, that fungus has the potential to get on your tool. And then if you move to another tree and start pruning there, you you have a chance of, of spreading it through contact. Okay, I've never heard that before. Have you, I mean, it appears there, but uh, we generally haven't emphasized it in the years past. Very cool. So I'm glad it went well. Did you get any controversy like no i've always learned you can do this or you can top the trees to top and come was up your, was your oak wilt man here oh uh no chuck didn't make it today uh-huh. he's been under the weather so uh, uh-huh. <laughs> he heard us last yeah. week <laughs> did anybody say ask about uh what's the fungus said uh, cornmeal for oak wilt no no that didn't get brought up oh, good okay. uh, good you're lucky yeah <laughs> What was your answer going to be? Ooh, I don't really have a good answer for that one. <laughs> I uh, mean, uh, are you going to say, yes, cornmeal will, say, will uh, per- cure the disease? Or? No. Uh, so <laughs> what, what I would say our best bet with oak wilt is uh, preventing it, keeping oak wilt out of an area. Um, there are treatments out there, uh, injections, that sort of thing. Uh, but I highly recommend them as preventatives once your tree has oak wilt. It's going to have some serious problems. It's going to be hard to keep that tree around. Yep. It's a tough disease once it starts. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Very cool. So, well, good job, and, and we hope to have you back again. And uh, um, and next time, climb. Yeah, well, and they, uh, as long as you're... That's kind of early. He could work on these uh, four trees over <laughs> there. there. You go. If you don't mind, you know, just kind of to give an example more than anything. I don't else. know. We've got a lot of people around. Here. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, that's a good point. We want to see you up in the top of that tree like a squirrel. Well, Jerry and I used to do it, but you know, we're over seventy now. That yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. I I did it for a long time uh, before I moved into consulting. And how do folks? I was going to do. I was going to do television. Yeah. 
and, and be uh, climbing in the tree. And they put you in uh, little baskets, little... Uh, uh, Spe- especially Jerry, they like put in a basket. Yeah, big baskets, <laughs> and uh, pull you up in the tree. What am I thinking? Thinking about uh, climbing baskets or something like that? But uh, they couldn't find one big enough. <laughs> uh, uh, it, use. it was like the uh, ponies, uh, the yeah, seventy pounds. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Thank had, you, guys. How do, how do they- what kind of folks get in touch with you guys at Davy? Uh, you can reach us at our office. Uh, you can Google us online. Okay. Um, it's so you can reach me at the East San Antonio office, but we have a West San Antonio office as well. Okay. Um, my office phone number is 210-981-2870. Cool. Uh, I'll be doing another talk uh, in July on the 27th over, uh, yes, sir, here at Millburgers. This will cover our soils and and a little bit more in depth about our soils here in San Antonio and the surrounding area. Uh Very good. Thanks, Mike. All right. We look forward to it. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one. You you. too. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. If you need that number or you want to reach Mike, you can uh, call us here at the station and we'll get it to you. 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 is our number. Uh, and, again, it's a beautiful day. So, yeah, I wanted to get Mike on. Did we want to talk a little bit more about the freezing weather? Or are we? No. Okay, then. What freezing weather? <laughs> didn't have freezing weather? Yes. Last, last week we were huddled inside, and this week we're... Short sleeve shirts and yeah. short Some of us. And, and the, I noticed you uh, wore your takes me It takes shirt. me a little while to transition, you know. People. And have you noticed any difference in the amount of people here at Millburgers between last week and this uh, week? A few. But a few. And it was hard, it's hard to imagine that there could be more color than there was a couple yeah. weeks ago. But, it, gosh, those bougainvillea are unbelievable. And then there's yeah. uh, what is it, what, what are the, the, uh, the containers up there? The hanging baskets yeah. are bougainvilleas too. I think they've so got um, a different colored plants in there. I think so. I think so. Wow. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. Different. Well, those are weird colors. Yeah. Yeah. Unusual. Yeah, we'll have to ask Trace about those. But tomatoes. There's tomatoes everywhere. There's plenty of tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, uh, talking about tomatoes. I hate to bring it up, <laughs> but if your tomato got frozen back a little bit even the top got frozen out you're going to be way ahead of the game to start over they could pull, pull those out pull them come over to Millburger. we got all varieties and they're on sale are they right can you believe that tell us more who ever thought about putting tomatoes on sale in march of uh, two dollars a plant okay 190 something 198 199 Ninety-nine, uh, and that that includes the rodeo tomato, absolutely. and then all of our recommended varieties, and then those uh, nematode resistant. Yeah, Valley uh, Cat and uh, Tycoon, Tycoon, BHN nine sixty-eight. Uh, and oh, the, uh, the new rodeo tomato. We got some of those. Uh, uh, HM stands for Harris Moran eight eight four nine. That's right, and I gave the. Uh, I gave the remnants of the the Milberger uh, rodeo tomato. Uh, the, the, I had a pre- that presentation at medical center, and then the few I had left, I gave the gave them to attendees at uh, 
this program this morning. Oh, good. And uh, they weren't supposed to be uh, much interested. That was, you know, the bir- we were talking birds and everything, mm. but there were, seemed to be more interest in the rodeo <laughs> tomato. I was kind of t- trying to t- tell everybody down, you know, the <laughs> Bill and his staff or what, wanting everybody to look at the the seeds and the mm. bird feeders and everything, and we're talking tomatoes, you know. <laughs> but uh, this kind of weather, uh, what is it Milton says? It says the hormones gets flowing. Yeah, the get gardening flowing. hormones, apparently that has kicked in because yeah. there are sure a lot of people here. I could uh, barely get in the back lot. Oh, gosh. Well, the people lined up to get grass. And you know. Uh, people want to lay grass today. So, Jerry, what's your, what's your recommendation? Um. Generally, we talk about the March fifteenth being the the earliest that we'd want to plant tomatoes. Uh, are we are fooling ourselves to think the soil might have warmed up by the March fifteenth? No. I think we think <laughs> so. You might you might be if you got a potted up tomatoes, you might be a little conservative and uh, do some of them on March fifteenth, and then save a few at least for uh, a week later or two weeks later. Yeah. The point is, uh, if they frozen back uh, or, or they've tip burned, they've been stunted. So uh, you you might say people fall in love with a tomato. So people say, well, it'll grow out of it. Yeah. It'll take it a while to start growing again. Well, there's people Once that have kept, that have uh, preserved theirs over the winter. Even. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, you'd be proud of me, Jerry. You know, I was talking about my poor greenhouse getting picked up in the wind and and uh, kind of openings everywhere. And I didn't I haven't used the heat uh, for three years, but I had all I had those tomato. Oh, plant. did you? So I, I put out, I put filled the gaps with some cardboard, tested the heater and that old <laughs> that poor old heater uh, pumped it out and. <laughs> And they made it uh, with flying colors through the cold weather. Good. So, yeah. So well, they, these tomatoes here, uh, like I said, we've got a, a good su- uh, su- a supply of all the rodeo tomatoes and um, some others. There's tycoon out and there. There's, there's tycoon and aren't. Actually, there was a whole bunch of tycoon. I guess they put it out because <laughs> or maybe it may have all been bought. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's one, there's one sure gallons. There's one gallons. Yeah, and then, of course, I, I, I was going to mention that. But Those, they, they took all theirs in the greenhouse and uh, ordered late. Yeah, well, and so and, they've been protected. They have yeah. not been uh, frostbitten. It's be, it's best to be conservative. You know, we talk about, of course, if you if you let them are subjecting them to freezing temperatures you're going to get that burn or the kill that jerry's talking about but even uh you know 38 degrees or 35 degrees you could uh, just have them stop growing and kind of start you just staring at you and you lose you lose a couple weeks growth there and so hopefully you kept them yeah, you know, covered them up. In a kept cozy them, place. Yeah, where it was above 40 degrees. What is it, James says he brings his in the house and sits with them. Yeah. I think so. They watch TV together. <laughs> hey, Do you what's have a question? Yes. Can we ask it on the air? Sure. Okay, here you go. I'll give you the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. What's going on? Okay, so I have a Mexican sycamore in my backyard. It was just starting to bloom with new leaves, and then we had that freeze last week. What do you think will happen with it? Or am I going to lose them or just... No, it should be fine. How old is it? 
I'm sorry? How old is it? It's been there for a while? Uh, yeah, it's been there six, seven years. It's probably oh, 30 yeah. feet tall. Beautiful. Ah. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, some of the, uh, kind of surprised me, some of the we sat, the we sat were blooming around town. Yeah. Uh, too, I don't expect them to be as uh, incautious as they are. I don't think there'll be a problem. Okay, great. Yeah. My wife was worried even, about that. I think even with the, some of the citrus that got uh, some of their that new growth frozen, I think they'll be all right, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super. I Where appreciate did you it. get that Mexican sycamore? Uh, I think I got it over at another nursery. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's the one we recommend. Okay. Mexican sycamore because of the disease resistance. Compared okay, to, great. Because, yeah. I mean, it's great grass, fast-growing tree. Yeah. That's pl- um, yeah. Awesome shade with those giant leaves. And, and showy, yeah. It's, it's yeah, kind of different. Uh, oak wilt resistant. So, I mean, it's not, not subject to oak wilt. So. Yeah, I just heard you guys talking about that. I was actually driving by and heard you guys talking. and was thinking about <laughs> calling you up, and then I heard you say something about Milberg. And I'm like, pull in. Cool. Sounds good. All right. I appreciate it. Good okay, luck. Thank you for coming Thanks, by. man. Bye-bye. All right, well, we are here at Millburgers, 1604 <laughs> on Verde Road. And if you're driving by or you want to drive by, you come visit with us at 1604 You may be stopped in the, uh, in the construction area. Yeah. There. Yeah. But they're moving them through. Weird. Yeah, they are. It didn't take very long. Not like last week. <laughs> um, but, yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Total free. It's 866 866- Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Uh, you to what? 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 Can I? What? Can you believe it? Is that that's tomato plants and those are those zinnias there too already? I'm wow. not sure. We'll find out after this on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's Spring Vegetable Garden Seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great work workshop rain or shine and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more now the saturday after that march 23rd millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions that's right the san antonio rose society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in san antonio it's absolutely free from 10 to 2 and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town that's all at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull Verde road Bill Wombly here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, The Del Wombly Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. The Del Wombly Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM, The Answer. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. 
including surveillance solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art surveillance solution security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000 exclusively on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. Investment advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group. This is Larry Elder, and I'd like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments. It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of Pax Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at Pax Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many. Call us today and learn more at PaxFinancialGroup.com. Pax Financial Group, investing in your life. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. When you go to GoSpiderManPest.com, that's the website for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, you will see all the stuff that Spider-Man does. You'll read about all the great services they can do from pest and termite control to lawn fertilization, wildlife management, the new into-care mosquito trapping systems. So I encourage you to learn more by going to GoSpiderManPest.com. They've been doing this since 1976, and uh, Warren Remy and the gang over there at Spider-Man are really the experts in San Antonio at pest control. They've seen it all. They've done it all. They work with customers. They do a great job. Find a business or a uh, or read some of their reviews online. The people that use Spider-Man absolutely love Spider-Man Pest Control. So give them a call if you've got a problem, 210-656-3721, 210 or go com. I'm Two- worried about my roaches. Oh, no. What's wrong with your roaches? I haven't seen any. Really? Are you still feeding them? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll leave a little out on the counter for them. Oh. I'll start uh, catching mine and giving them. <laughs> I, I saw one dead the other day. Yeah. Oh. I actually haven't been seeing any roaches either. Did you call Spider-Man over the house? No. Did he come visit? Okay. Well. He hadn't been there in about a year ago. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I don't get to use anything that would last a year to kill <laughs> I my don't roaches, know. did he? I don't know. Did you tell him you, you, you and your roaches were very friendly and you wanted to stick around? I don't know. I think he knows that. Okay. We'll have to ask Warren. Anyway. What, what could be causing that? <laughs> what? The, uh, uh, Jerry's we- weirdness? Did, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren, if you can figure that out, you call us. 210-308-8867. Hey, two Blue Bonnet reports. Good. And um, Yeah, they're they're... Looking to show, showing out now. Yeah, I've seen them uh, a bunch of places. We've got one. These are from Al, uh, back at the station. And he's got a uh, medium-sized patch on North New Braunfels, uh, just south of Eisenhower. Okay. And 410, uh, they're coming up on the median at uh, Harry Wurzbach between 410 and Eisenhower Road. Okay. Uh, we had one for in New Braunfels last year, or last week. I saw some. I had to drive to New Braunfels on uh, Tuesday. 
and uh, I saw some there. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of where else I've seen them. Besides the neighborhood, in the in the neighborhood, um, I see people who have them in their lawn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of mine is blooming. Is it? Cool. And the blue curl has started to, to bloom. I'm kind of glad of that, too, because uh, butterfly needs, uh, butterflies need some nectar sources. What we have to hope for... Yeah. Is that the weather people have got it right about uh, rain on Tuesday. Oh. Okay. Thunder, they're even saying thunderstorms. Really? Let me go look. The whole and, next week? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I don't know if you've got that part of the paper, Jerry. Rain uh, next week. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, And the blue bonnets need that right now. And it's, it's, uh, I hope it's kind of serious rather than that kind of. Grizzly stuff. Yeah, like trace. Yeah. Tra- that's, that's not, that hasn't done any good. Trace now and a trace. Yeah, that that doesn't do any good. But the blue bonnets are blooming, and the uh, the best time to uh, uh, to take care and water a, lezig- a legume like blue bonnet is when they bloom. Hmm. They'll set more seed, snap beans and things like that. So. Uh, a good, a good raining, a good soaking on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday will will be helpful to the oh, wildflowers. Oh my goodness, yeah, to the wildflowers. So Sunday, thirty percent chance of rain. Sunday night, fifty percent chance of rain. Monday, sixty percent chance of rain. <laughs> Monday night, fifty percent. Tuesday, forty. Tuesday night, eighty percent chance. Eighty percent chance. And it just says thunderstorms. That means it's gonna uh, gonna rain, doesn't it, Milton? That's what, uh, according to weather.gov, <laughs> it means. Well, and the thunderstorms mean uh, indicates that it might be a little harder rain too. Yeah. Well, more significant. And I saw a report on Facebook, so I know it has to be true that this uh, is not going to be uh, one of the. They compared it to 2010, which I can't remember if that was a good wildflower year or not. Must have been. Yeah. But they said this is probably going to be one of the best ones with the rain and the temperatures being the way they were. I think so. This could be a great. Uh, so we'll have to get those reports at 210-308-8867. We'll, ha- we'll get some confirmation on that. We'll figure Tra- out the call. Trace is here. I have this important question. Do I see zinnias over there? Yeah. Wow. Great. Talk about uh, we're ta- optimism. Was, yeah, we're talking about uh, nectar sources for butterflies, and the butterflies will be here soon. And they're the, that's one of the best there is. Zinnias and blue curl is also starting to bloom. So, hey, uh, Trace. Before we get started on everything that's going on today and next week and stuff, uh, we got Karen on the line. Stay up here and help us with this one. Karen at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. 8867. Hi, Karen. How you doing? Hey, good. Good afternoon. Good Hello. afternoon. Quick, quick questions. One is I have two Monterey oaks, and they're, they've been in the ground about three or four years. And one of them has completely dropped its leaves and is, has the new sprout. The other one still has its leaves and doesn't. It's kind of like really sluggish. What's their, their brother and sister or whatever? What's going on? <laughs> Well, no, they're not. Uh, they're uh, they're from seed. Well, they all are brothers and sisters. Uh, well, I guess so. Depending on your definition, yeah. <laughs> How far back you yeah. go. But they're they're seedlings, and so you just uh, seeing a seedling variation. They every one of them, would you say, every one of them is genetically different. So you uh, 
you do, you never know what they're going how they're going to react to the weather. Right. And they're they're particularly kind of yeah uh, because they're supposed to be an evergreen. Yeah. It's like having children. One's always going to make it there on time. One's always going to be <laughs> late. One may always be early. Okay. Well, I guess eventually uh, brother will catch on. Of course, the sister has already sprouted the new leaf. But anyway, hmm. the other point yeah, I'd go ahead and cut that one down. Oh yeah. So 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 you'll have only one, uh, <laughs> you know, one bloom time, one leaf time. Right, it's worrying right. you too much. It's causing you too oh, much okay. worry. No, I wish he wouldn't. I wish he wouldn't give advice like that. Because yeah. <laughs> he he did that one time about uh, herbicide application. The people fo- followed people did his. It. He did it, and then they were, then they sent this picture with all this dead area on. <laughs> don't don't fool with that kind of recommendation. Well, I mean, I I, I, I'm trying oh. to decrease her. Anxiety. Karen is trying to ignore us. She's got oh, an important okay. question. <laughs> what, uh, what other? What's the other question, question, Karen? Sure. I think this stuff is called skull cap. It's this pretty little uh, bed plant that has little pink flowers, and I right. really love it. But it, you know, sometimes it kind of thrives, and sometimes it just turns into this thing. It looks like a broom. So, um, you know, so I kind of cut it back, all that broomy stuff, and... Sometimes it comes back, and is it, is it a matter of water, or or what is it? Are uh, you talking about skull cap, the little small shrub, small mm-hmm. bush? Mm-hmm. Well, cutting back always rejuvenates, so you're always going to have prettier new growth than old hardened off growth, and you should expect to have to cut them back two or three times a year. Uh, oh, really? Have it okay. Look best. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I don't think deer. I don't think I don't think deer will eat skull cap. Well, I don't have a problem with deer, but I just uh, I like it to look pretty, and sometimes it just kind of goes into a kind of a dead looking. Um, yeah, you know, it's like a broom, and so I don't know if I'm not giving it enough water. It's supposed to be a, a no. water uh, to- tolerant, whatever plant. No, well, there no. there are drought tolerant, so you can rot them off. If yeah. you give them too much water, yeah, now would now would be the potential to to do that. Yeah, because they're not growing okay. real fast yet. If okay. they've been in there, okay. they've been in there. What did you say, two or three years? Um, yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, three or four years. And one of them, I did get a new one. I think from you guys, and it looks it's gorgeous. But uh, the older ones just kind of, you know. Um, yeah, that that's been eh. a my my problem with skull cap is that uh, it's you it's like hor- have the, exactly the right growing condition. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's like horticulturists when you no. get old. You know. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. But uh, like I said, it's a it's a zeerscape plant, and. Uh, there is so one over water. There are other colors too, so you might experiment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll make a trip to you guys pretty soon and check that out. Thanks. Thanks, Karen. Okay. Bye bye. You need to run. Uh, I got about thirty seconds. Now. All right. Well, tell us what's going on. All right. So uh, this is the Bougainvillea weekend. Oh, and you got some pretty stuff. Best looking Bougainvilleas that we've had in months. Uh, all kinds of sizes, shapes, colors. If there is a bougainvillea in a shape that you want, we probably have it. Yep. What are these? 
that's mix. Yeah, it's, those are really cool. Yep, that like color that. up there, I've I, never seen. I, I'm not even sure how you get all the different colors to bloom at the same time. <laughs> that's got to be tricked. Um, but, yeah, we, we've got a bunch in out of Florida. we got a bunch in out of Corpus. we got a bunch in uh, from the Houston area. All so right. we've got all kinds of colors, all kinds of shapes, all kinds of sizes, yeah. patio trees, braided ones, uh, hanging baskets, um, all you name it, we got it, other than the small ones. And those are going to be coming in this next week. Oh, good. But, yeah, just looking out, I know you need to run. We've got the fuchsia, the red, the yellow, the orange, the peach. I mean, all these different colors. Uh, I've never seen that pink. There's still some uh, some of that uh, Oso red. That's a patented variety oh. in a hanging basket. That's the, one of the truest reds I've ever seen. Very cool. All right, well, go do what you need to and come back and visit with us. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. But Trace is right. Uh, there's, uh, you owe it to yourself if you're a Bougainvillea fan uh, to come on out here because you'll see stuff that you maybe not have seen before. Uh, some, and especially the hanging baskets. That's a neat idea to do the mix in there. So, Well, the geraniums still look good. The lantanas are booming up a storm. Uh, the zinnias are here. So, uh, gosh, uh, you know, the bougainvilleas are are great, but uh, they go along with everything else that's blooming up the storm. Yeah. Now, have you looked closely at your fruit trees? I have. Your I peach, especially. Uh, oh, my uh, Florida King? Florida King. Uh, no, I haven't checked to see what percentage, if any, were damaged in the, in the cold. Do you see any burnt back, blackened bloom? I haven't seen any so far, but I haven't looked close. All right, good. I did that to tell Milton that uh, the both my Morris plum and my uh, what's a, what's our recommended plum methley mm-hmm. are both blooming, which surprises me. Okay, Morris is pretty high chill. Uh, I'm still waiting for the uh, some of the peach trees that should be blooming to start blooming. Uh, Doctor Larry Stein, who lives out at Rio Medina, said uh, it burned a lot of blossoms off. Is tree in mid mid or the the fruit form too or yeah yeah of course if that, that's not all bad if you're uh, you're, you're just thinning. talking about thinning them yeah, yeah. so we either going to have no peaches at all or we're going to have the biggest peaches of our lives this year well you may have a combination yeah the, that's the, true. the timing is Depends the key on the variety yeah if, the, if they hadn't boomed yet. It doesn't look like those buds were were hurt at all, like especially those plums or stuff. But the ones that are most susceptible are like the Florida King. Mm-hmm. I think the hill country took it pretty hard. Yeah, gosh, they they had what? But maybe the late varieties missed it, like Redskin, my favorite. I don't think they grow much of that anymore. Uh, but. Uh, they t- they took it pretty hard. Now, that's not to say say they won't have peaches, because a lot of peach growers are going to uh, cover. Uh, they're covering their peach tree with what they call uh, tunnels, huh. plastic tunnels. That's a neat idea. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah, They've I got acres of it up there. Gracious, and. Uh, I guess they figured it was worth the ex- uh, cost and expense. And it's certainly better than uh, burning uh, tires like in the old days we tried oh, to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is, this is effective. 
Very. And, and it, it hardly irritates the the neighbors and town townspeople <laughs> like the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, the, they will have some peaches in Fredericksburg. Now we'll have to wait and see after this cold what what will happen. Uh, did uh, any of your vegetables freeze back? Your potatoes. Potatoes did. The tops of the potatoes mm. froze back. Um, English peas had a little damage, but it, um, not not a lot. Not a lot of damage. Um, did uh, your blooming peas? Uh, oh, it's, uh, sweet peas. Sweet peas. Did yeah, they, they had a little. Back? They had a little burnt back area on the top. Yeah. So. But they're still, you know, didn't wipe out their complete Plant. bloom. Yeah. So I, th- I think they're reblooming. Yeah, back. and I think it surprised me that they're uh, better knock on wood. But, but it surprised me the length of uh, freezing weather that we experienced. And uh, even that low 28, I guess in the hill country, they would they get down to 25 or so. Right. Yeah. Um, I I'm surprised there isn't more damage. Yeah. But now on your potatoes, did it did it freeze them all the way to the ground? No, it was kind of this uh, the tops. Yeah, tops. Depending on which plant you look at and where it was in, rel- yeah. in the bed, and uh, you know, a slanted free freeze here, and then a one that was uh, kind of covered by the soil wouldn't get a, didn't get any damage. So. Yeah. I expect it'll uh, they'll come back. They'll come back. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. It's time to take a break, and we're going to come back in a moment. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Just 210- like the potatoes, huh? Exactly. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road. This is nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's Spring Vegetable Garden Seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great work shop rain or shine and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more now the saturday after that march 23rd millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions that's right the san antonio rose society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in san antonio it's absolutely free from 10 to 2 and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town that's all at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bull verde road Hey, it's Milton Glick, and I want to take a second to talk to you about Barry Hagendorf over there at Deck and Patio Care. Okay, pretty soon we're going to have spring weather here in San Antonio, and you're going to want to go out on the deck. That's why we live in South Texas. But take a look at the deck. Is it gray? Is it weathered? Is it looking nasty? Well, 
go to deckandpatiocare.com and you'll see before and after pictures of decks that Barry Hagendorf and Deck and Patio Care have worked with to make absolutely gorgeous. Barry's words are, it really can look new again, and it really can. All you got to do is see these great, great decks out there. So go to deckandpatiocare.com and you'll see why you want to get Barry Hagendorf to help you out and clean that deck up. You can also call Barry. His number, 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147. That's the number for Deck and Patio Care. Give him a call and go to deckandpatiocare.com. You won't regret it. Your deck can look new again with the help of Deck and Patio Care. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. How many illegal aliens massing at and crossing our border would it take for the left to declare an emergency? In February, there were more than 76,000 illegal border crossings and inadmissible foreign nationals, the most in that month in 12 years. Some experts are predicting at this rate, border crossings for the year will be more than three times what they were in 2017 and nearly double last year's border crossings. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen predicted at a House committee hearing on Tuesday that this year would see 900,000 border crossings. She was accused by one Democrat as lying and by another as lacking compassion. Most people understand the game the left is playing. They're after votes, and because they're okay with the killing of U.S. babies through abortion, 60 million so far, they need to find votes somewhere else. If this is not stopped, America as we know it and have known it will be no more. The radicals would be fine with that. Are you? President Trump has the power to order a wall be built. Will he? I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak. I'd walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, the birthday boy is with us, Trace Hazlett. Happy birthday, Trace. Yep, i got to turn your mic Is that mean he's catching up to us? Yes. Uh, it means I'm uh, one day older than I was yesterday. That's all it means. You want me to sing to you, Trace? Please don't. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> okay. We'll have, we'll have to get, if we'd known, we would have had Al prepare some music for you. There you I'm, go. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, what's going on? We got the, your emergency is over. In fact, yes. that was the emergency. That, that apparently was the emergency. They helped uh, Trace celebrate his birthday. <laughs> a, a nice little cookie cake, cookie cake, yeah. and uh, some cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And right. I guess they they must be on their way here for our cupcakes. Uh, I don't think there was that many. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm proud of you the way you protected the tomatoes during the cold. You did a good job. Well, thank you. There is no no leaf burn on them or anything. Uh, none of them were out here. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I mean. Yep, they were all, every one of them tucked tightly in the greenhouse. 
We also got a report uh, thanking Millburgers and uh, us on the radio show uh, from the South Texas Home and Garden Show. They had 1,200 folks on Saturday, and uh, they were very, very happy with the the event and uh, gave uh, Millburgers and KLUP uh, credit for making it successful. Good. Well, I, I told people earlier... If they went ahead and planted in the in the garden the tomatoes, or they didn't protect their potted up plants, and they froze the tops out, I recommend that they pull them up and come over here and get to. Uh, I agree. Replacement variety. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, uh, but and and the nice thing about it is they're on sale. All the well, varieties are on sale for only two dollars a plant. Dollar ninety nine for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, everybody else can save a penny for Jerry. You better, you better bring two dollars. They have a special yeah. register that just brings it up, <laughs> <laughs> it rounds it up. Everything Jerry buys is rounded up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they've got all the rodeo tomatoes and and others. It's amazing how many of these. Varieties were rodeo to, past rodeo tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about what you got out there. Ah, oh, there's a slug of them out there. Um, you got listed in your sales deal, celebrity. Yep, that's out there. That's out there. Valley Cat. That's out there. And uh, Tycoon. Tycoon. Valley Cat. Um, Sweet Cherry. Yep, Dwarf Cherry Surprise. And uh, the new this year's. Rodeo Tomato, eighty-eight forty-nine. We got that one. There's a, also Patio, and there's a Sweet 100. Yeah. And uh, I think I counted 18 different varieties. Yeah. Is there a, a, a not Donna? What, what is that other small tomato that y'all have? Ruby there? Crush. Ruby Crush is out there. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think eighteen is what eighteen different varieties is what I counted, and and so many of them are previous rodeo tomatoes. It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, the other thing I saw in your ad, uh, in the ad in the Express News, uh, trace with Trace's influence, we mentioned the the colored uh, tomato cages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> they, they are a, they are a hip thing. If the purple hip, one, if hip out. is still a thing, I was I was teasing somebody about. Uh, that they, uh, they really, the staff really loved them. In fact, they didn't care if they ever got sold. They just liked to admire uh. all those colors. <laughs> oh, they a care. lot of colors. They care if they get sold. A lot of colors, <laughs> uh, and they uh, really perk up a garden too. So you, get, you check them out. <clears throat> so what else is going on, Trace? Uh, well, the workshop went well. Work, workshop went well. Uh, we've got roses, some roses coming yeah, in. Yeah, knockout, um, knockout roses on sale. Well, those are already here, but we do have some roses coming in, I believe, on Wednesday. You've got the uh, saws um, display yep, set up. Yep, up. up and functioning. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, there's been people that aren't even uh, doing the thing, taking stuff out of it today. I saw this lady grab oh. the grandma's yellow out of there. Uh, yeah, the, the one, All the right. nice blooming one, yeah, that was look pretty good um what about uh, uh butterfly plants zinnias are here what anything any, any news on any of the others trace um uh, miss flower miss flowers here the lantana all the different colors are always good for that uh we got in some frog fruit 
Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Four-inch pots. You know, over there in the... It's in with the ground covers yeah, right cool. now. And then there's some. There's a few one-gallons running around, too. Um, I'm sure I think... Uh, let's see. The kufias, uh, the bulbine. There's a lot of things. Uh, butterfly bush. We got in some butterfly bush that looks really nice. Have we got any? Have we got any of the native milkweeds or any any of the milkweeds? Um, we we had milkweed, and I'd have to see if there's still some out there. Uh, but it was a tropical type. And you still got last week's uh, plant of the week, right? Uh, a few I can see. Let's see. Hold on. What was last week? Um, <laughs> the week before, as I can see out there, there's still about 15 hanging baskets. Okay. And uh, what was last week? Last Sage. Week? Yeah, it was the had the ash uh, leaves and the uh, yeah the big sa- the big sa- sage uh, oh, oh oh Jerusalem sage yeah yes. there you go yes uh, yeah there's still a handful of those out there as well and Let's I think see. that's on the sauce list isn't it uh, it's not on the sauce package no oh okay it ought to be but uh, and we think they're deer resistant we we uh, are pretty sure yeah. pretty sure. Well, there, we were debating. We had some uh, the Mexican plum, whether it's deer proof or not. I saw a San Antonio River Authority says it's not. Yeah. And then I looked on. There were some other internet sources that said it is. So any uh, <laughs> if anybody out there has had some experience with it, I've kind of I've, several of my articles. I've mentioned that it is deer proof, and it's booming now. You got it. You got it here. We we've got some small ones, and we've got some fantastic bald and burlap uh, in solid bloom right now. And that's a great a great plant for making cover for the birds. It is attractive in a specimen landscape plant. Looks good. And then, of course, uh, if we can get some testimony from some of our listeners as to whether how it fares with the deer in their neighborhood, then we'll we'll be able to correct that uh, claim. <laughs> or you've already changing. put it in there. You've well, already that, said it's deer resistant. Do we uh have you have we ever changed our no, opinion? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I I'm hoping that it's not uh, that it is deer resistant, but uh Yeah. We've got some uh, other reliable sources that think it that is not deer resistant. So Trace, uh we had the uh, presentation uh, today and David Rodriguez is going to be here next Saturday. He will and talking about vegetable garden. Yeah, spring vegetable garden. So, what's what are the kind of focus he's going to have? Ah, well, the, they're going to be uh, talking a lot about tomatoes. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about some of the other warm weather stuff, so peppers and uh, hmm. squash, cucumbers. I'm sure he'll talk some okra uh, and the watermelons Ooh. or any melon for that matter. Uh, artichoke. You've got okra plant, seed. transplant. No, not yet. Oh, you got seed. But he'll be talking about. Yeah, yeah. So what to feed them with? Uh, how much sun? The proper soil? How to when to plant them? How to plant them? Whether you should do it by seed? Whether you should do it by transplant? What to fertilize it with? What not to fertilize it with? And you've got time to plant okra into April, probably well, after the soil warm. Yeah. In fact. Uh, yeah, seems, seems to work better. Oh, uh, yeah. Later. yeah you wait till the soil warms. Loves it hot. Last year, I fought with it and fought with it, and then, and of course, it got to be warm weather, and the thing stuff just <laughs> shot off, up and huh? take off. Yeah. I, I kind of hope he goes over companion planting, because okay. there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of space. Like we were talking about the, the hanging basket tomato. 
And if you can do companion planting and grow twice as much stuff in the same size area, that's uh, it's always a good idea. Okay. Well, David, we want you to talk about companion planting. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, let's see. And then after that, the Rose uh, Society will be here the next weekend. That's the... Uh, that's when the anniversary uh, celebration will be uh, begin that weekend and uh, ends uh, the weekend after that on that Monday. But yeah, uh, they'll be doing their presentation from ten to two, I think, on how I to grow so. roses. It's just they'll be in the nursery. It's, yeah, it's not come, really, a, not really a seminar. Right. It's more a walk up and talk to somebody. Yeah, kind of yeah. They're uh, question one answers. on one. That's right. What a coincidence! That's what we wrote about in the paper today. Yeah. Like, what? Tough modern and old-fashioned roses, our favorites. Uh, uh, and they've got knockout roses on the for sale. I mean, they're on a yeah. Well, and then the you special. know, Martha Gonzalez, of course, Belinda's Dream, Katie Road, Grandma's um, Yellow, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Grandma's Metabulous, yeah, and Mrs. Uh, Dudley Cross. Mm-hmm. She, they, they're really blooming up a storm right now yeah. in my yard, at least. Yeah. So now. You mentioned last week's plant of the weekend. Do we have a plant of the weekend for this weekend yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, on that time. Is the committee time. still working on it? Yes. Okay, the committee's still working on it. So, uh, I tell you, the plant of the week weekend. Yeah, yeah. I could barely get in the back parking oh, lot for yeah. people picking up grass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Trailer after trailer after trailer of grass. So you almost have got a good shipment of grass. Here. I was four four truckloads. Uh, we've had up to um, a nine or ten at one time. So we're just now getting into it. We went a, almost a week without being able to get any because of the, the rain. Yeah, hmm. but so, uh, everybody wants to plant grass today. Well, that's a good day because the rains are coming. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the soil was. Relatively moist, yeah. <laughs> what uh, deceptively? Do you remember what varieties you have? You have Raleigh, of course. Well, we're almost out. Um, almost out of grass. Yeah. So we pre-sell a lot of grass, <laughs> so a lot of that was already uh, scheduled for pickups oh, okay. and deliveries. So the last time I saw, we still had by pieces a pound of FJ Select oh. and a. Partial pound of Floratam and a partial wow. pound of Raleigh. Good. Well, that's good. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think what else should we cover real quick. Now the, got uh, you've got the Whopper Begonias, I guess, don't you still? We still have, uh, still have a good representation of that. Yeah, and there's a large number of the regular Begonias. Oh, and look at here. we got, it looks like a giant swallowtail butterfly over there on the Lantana. So the butterflies have uh, accepted this uh, wonderful weather here, and they're moving <laughs> in already. No, what is that, Milton? That's not a monarch, is it? I don't know where Do you see it over there in front of the container. Oh, I see it. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Or is it a? I don't know. Everybody in your radio no. is listening. Yeah, is it <laughs> a? Look to, can you guys see? Is radio. that a? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I think that is a... I think uh, it's a butterfly. I think it is no. a butterfly. <laughs> it's not yellow, is it? It's orange. No, it's got orange in it. Yeah, it's that's orange. A, I think that's a monarch butterfly already. Is that good? Bad? What? what well, I always like us... Uh, I want the milkweed uh, in full bl- uh, bloom oh, and when leaf they're coming in? when yeah. they come in. Yeah. He sure seemed happy with the lantana, though. Yeah. Hey, we mentioned the rain. Except they won't lay their eggs on that lantana. The... Um, I noticed you had the 
fertilizer on sale too. We, we have our organic. Would fertilizer. this be a good time to do the organic? I guess any time would be, but with the well, rains coming, an you know? organic can be really done any time. Okay. Um, in fact, this would be an ideal time because tr- traditional fertilizers you put af- out after you've had to mow the grass twice, which is going to be Aprilish. Okay. And the organics take a little longer to break down to where the grass or plants can utilize it. So now's a perfect time. It'll give it a month to break down and uh, should should be happening right at the, the time that it's needed. Okay. So and it's ten dollars off. Yeah. How much is it, Jerry? Ten dollars off. No, no. How much? It's uh, it's nineteen eighty eight for everyone. It was thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, just for you. And now it's nineteen eighty eight. Uh-huh. Now, now oh, we got it right. We got it right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so this one was made for us, and uh, so it's a step above a lot of the other organics. Uh, it doesn't have as bad an odor to it. It is pelletized. Mm. And um, mycorrhizal fungi has been added to it. It's got mycorrhizal. I knew you'd go there. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mark went another direction with that. Mycorrhizal in the bag. It's organic. No? Okay. Uh, let's see. It's how you remember these things. But that's on sale for 1988, and uh, as you mentioned, this would be a good day. And their favorite can... blue plumbago is on sale, too. Yeah. And we, uh, Everybody's we favorite. Some, we threw in some white into there, too. Okay. okay. Some white on sale. Good. Yeah, that white uh, mix, a few whites and a blue is always really attractive. Oh, yeah. And the blue will generally grow fat more fast or faster than the white bloom a little longer but you got those white scattered in there yeah it's, uh, it's nice so that's good to know and you still got uh texas mountain lower for sale we do all kinds of sizes sale. and all right but geranium very cool we'll talk about that in just a minute this one's for trace this is from al back at the station oh you recognize it yes i do okay so we're going to take a quick break while we uh, wish Trace a happy birthday here at uh, Mill Burgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You can come by and visit with him. I'm sure he'd love to uh, have you wish him a happy birthday. He's kind of shy, though. And you don't have to br- bring a present. No. Or no. just bring money. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, great. Now he's, now he's in trouble. All right. We'll be back after this. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Stimulating talk. This is 930 AM. The answer service of Salem Media Group. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. This is 930 AM. The answer. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. There's tension on the streets in the capital city of Venezuela. Opposition protesters are confronting security forces on a main avenue in Caracas, venting their anger over a nationwide blackout. They're protesting shortages of basic necessities and voicing opposition to the government of President Maduro. Police are on the scene in riot gear. A police officer is dead after armed assailants attacked an Ebola treatment center in eastern Congo. It's the second attack on aid workers in two months. Correspondent Kara Anna reports the latest attack occurred hours before the World Health Organization Director General visited the center. The treatment center does remain open, and he encouraged the workers there to continue the fight to contain this outbreak. Congo has already reported 600 Ebola deaths. 
House Republicans have embarked on another effort to raise questions about the origins of the special counsel's Russia investigation. Representative Doug Collins of Georgia, the top Republican on the House Judiciary Committee, released a transcript Friday night aimed at raising questions about the origins of special counsel Robert Mueller's probe of ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. The transcript was from a private interview with Justice Department official Bruce Orr. According to the transcript, as the Associated Press reported in August, Orr told lawmakers former British spy Christopher Steele told him that Russian intelligence believed it had Trump over a barrel, implying the Russians might have compromising information on Trump or said he gave that information to FBI and Justice Department officials. Mike Gracia, Washington. In Alabama yesterday, President Trump met with tornado victims and first responders at a disaster relief center in a Baptist church. Thank you for the job you've done. He surveyed tornado damage. More on these stories at townhall.com. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. On a busy day here at Millburgers, under a bright blue Texas sky, we're sitting on the porch at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, watching everybody have a great time uh, doing their gardening and getting all the stuff that they want to get. A beautiful nursery today uh, with uh, lots and lots of color, especially uh, the bougainvilleas. If you get here, you'll notice them right away. Uh, all different kinds Those of colors. colors. Yeah. Uh, mixed colors. Yeah, just gorgeous. Well, unusual colors that we've never seen before. Yeah. And those are to the left and to the right. We have the beautiful, beautiful, uh, colorful uh, tomato baskets <laughs> that'll, that stand out. So um, there's lots to choose from here. Uh, but come on by and visit with us and call us at 210. 210- 308-8867. We want uh, Blue Bonnet reports, so where people know they can start seeing Blue Bonnets out there in uh, Central Texas. Mexican Plum reports, too, because the, oh. they're, they're, they're blooming white, so you should be, if they're out there in your, if your neighborhood has deer and they're out there in the open surviving the deer, that indicates that they are not fair game, that they aren't eaten by deer. If they're not, uh, or you've had some experience where they've been eaten, let us know that, too, so we can revise our uh, recommendations if we need to. There's a it goes against my recommendation that anything, any tree that produces, or bush that produces a fruit, deer will eat. Okay. Mistletoe? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, mistletoe, they'll eat mistletoe. Yeah, they'll eat mistletoe. Look that up. Yeah, yeah, and they, uh, they like mistletoes. Uh, noted in a couple of articles, it's just strange how much they like it. <laughs> Well, we're still on that Mexican plum. And we're still too early for the um, poppies, right? The yeah. Close, so. Yeah. Uh-oh, what? Oh, we're close on the poppies. On the uh, double maroon? Yeah, they're yeah. they're getting bigger. Yeah, the plants yeah. are getting bigger. Because the, the, the red ones that are the same species and all, they're, they're blooming up a storm at... Uh, we had had some of the gardener. Already blooming up? Yeah, Dorothy. Oh, yeah. Dorothy's oh, Dorothy. garden. Yard is Billy. Well, Dorothy, Billy, yeah, Dorothy right. doesn't count. She gets what about Billy? Too. Billy too. Of course, yeah. both of them are top-notch uh, senior gardeners. <laughs> yeah. I know. Guess what else we got here? Still got here. What? 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 
onions. Oh. Is it too late to plant onions, Calvin? I don't know, but I'm uh, doing a pretty good job of harvesting green onions in between. Yeah, yeah. So, let's see. We've got... I think I think you might... I think that we might still be okay putting yeah. them in real quick. Well, they they will uh, get the right day leaf. Yeah, because they're not June. They haven't. They really haven't started to have much of a uh, bulb. Right. But the tops are are pretty aggressive. And but, the uh, tops are what makes the onion. You kind of uh, the more leaves you can get on the top of the onion the bigger the onion will be when it's time to bu- make a bulb. Uh, so if you you haven't planted onions yet, uh, uh, I would go ahead and, uh, and get some onions and uh, plant them and start using them as green onions, like, like Kevin was talking about. Um, but get them in, that's key. Yeah. Get them in. And, and, a, and a fertile... Oh, yeah. And uh, remember, yeah, well, our uh, compost, if you've got it, two inches. But uh, uh, the key right now is uh, the fertilizer, uh, 10 cups of slow-release lawn fertilizer for every 100 square feet. And this this is probably a fertilization that you need to use a fast release. So that's, say, 1959 or even winterizer if you've got it. Yeah, winterizer. Yeah. Because uh, that'll be 10% or 15% or is released of the, of the nitrogen right away, and those onions will make use of it. And then you want you'll probably have to uh, fertilize once or twice more too. Yeah. Uh, now the onions that you produce by planting now, uh, the onion bulbs will be smaller than they had you planted earlier. Because it hasn't had a chance to uh, put out roots and, or uh, uh, develop those leaves. So uh, uh, just look for a smaller onion, but you can enjoy the uh, green onion. Yeah. And you've got the, if you <coughs> like a little more flavor, you've got the uh, Creole Red. Right. And... Uh, then of course we've got uh, two two types of the ten fifteen. I guess the there's the legends is that uh, that is a variation of the ten fifteen. Supposed to be an improvement. Yeah, and plus the ten fifteens there too, if you like that. Now, once these are gone, they're not going to reorder. Be too late to plant yeah. them. Short oh. day on you. So, uh, Trey said they have some now, but. Uh, you better make your well. Food. And they look; they've been uh, the, the bundles look good too. So, yeah, you, you do any, they'll be ready for action and take advantage of your fertile soil yeah, as soon as you plant them. Uh, the new uh, some uh, new shoots of shrubs got burned back, and people are wondering what to do. First of all, it didn't kill the shrub. It just burnt the new foliage. So uh, you can uh, trim, trim them back with a hedge trimmer, just the dead part. Uh, or you can just leave them alone, and the new growth will cover them up yeah, pretty they, soon. They shrivel up and disappear. Uh, 
And if you got uh, uh, leaf surfaces that have been damaged, leaves that have been damaged, uh, they'll uh, they'll shed anyway. So uh, you don't have to worry about those either. Taking all of them. Now, on another uh, area of that that's uh, popular with our listeners, the Purple Martins are oh, in town. Yeah. All right. And uh, on March 1st, we saw them in my neighborhood, and Bill and Bill said that the reports, Bill uh, Sfeelin at uh, Wellbirds Unlimited, that the, his, the reports from his uh, customers uh, were consistent with that March 1st. Then I hadn't, uh, the, the next day there was 10, 10 or 11, and I hadn't seen them for a few days. Then this morning, all they, right. were, they were all, all uh, back. And so hopefully the Martins will be moving into your houses. Uh, consider putting up the houses. I noticed that there were some uh, some uh, Sparrow and Martin fights going there, on. There you go. Why oh. <laughs> can't they get along? Why can't they get along? Well, I'm hoping that they'll do like they usually do, and uh, a couple of sparrows will maintain nests, and then the rest of the house will go to the Martins. There you go, Calvin. Uh, we'll see. Calvin's, Calvin's gotten more sensitive to that. If, uh, you think? if it wasn't so hard to take the house down, I'd take down the house and <laughs> help the Purple Martins. Uh, by so room. you're doing it in uh, self-preservation. Huh? <laughs> Uh, perennials like uh, lantanas, uh, of course, these have been in a protected area. That's why they're blooming. But uh, and mallows, perennial mallows, uh, they're going to be later coming out. They're always late, but uh, because the soil temperature is warm, cold off. So uh, don't don't get worried of that your lantanas or mallows are dead. And the uh, salvias are in that same league. Yeah, yeah. They are not. They're not much much action at all in the from uh, beds, salvia beds. And uh, one thing that Calvin mentioned in his. Uh, his column and the dig in now. Uh, it's time. It's time to take advantage of pre-emergent herbicide ability to control winter summer weeds such as sandburrs and crabgrass. Sandburrs are the main one for our listeners. Apply it to your lawn in early March. Yeah, this is probably the last really. When you can expect a real, an effective uh, control, you might, depending on the landscape, it might might be all right later. But I'd I'd say if you're going to do it, do it now, and then uh, second application sometime after June first, probably. And then, right, end of June. So, uh, but uh, the. Uh, the the cold kind of but probably slowed down the germination, the cold cold soil. Yeah, well, with with this heat now, what we can expect, it'll be we'll be in a strange situation because our 
winter weeds will be, some of them will be declining. Some, all of them will be fighting to produce seeds. And then uh, they'll also be competing with the, the new uh, summer weeds. You know, Jerry, we'll have that period, we'll go through that period, too, with the rescue grass. A lot of folks are out there are are uh, appreciating their nice green lawns, <laughs> and then they'll start fading real quick, and say we'll get. I'm sure we'll get some calls and say, "What happened to my lawn?" You know, <laughs> do I need to it's fertilize just, it's it? Transition. It's transitioning. Even yeah, easy for you to say. Even <laughs> the uh, the weed the weed grass it won't help if you uh, fertilize it because it's it's declining with the heat. Yeah. And uh, the regular grass is just, it's too, uh, too too cold. It hasn't started, it's really got growing yet. Uh, so it's uh, pretty cold uh, for it to take advantage of any fertilization. And what's the well. best way to control the weeds? Um, mow. Weed-free zone and mowing. mowing. Mow, mow, mow. mow. Mm-hmm. And uh, take your, especially if you've got pets, Take your string mower out there and get those uh, beggar's lice. Oh, yeah. I always like to make a couple of rounds and take, because they kind of grow so fast and stand out, you know. And if you don't do it, you'll be moaning and groaning, picking them out of their fur when they're later, and not too much later, a couple of weeks from now. <laughs> uh, we got a email from our, our recently converted... Uh, Organic gardener, uh, Curtis. <laughs> and He's no he longer says, organic. <laughs> the second, the second application of weed-free zone seems to be working more slowly. That's because cool weather and uh, cold weather, and uh, also it may be the stage of growth of yeah, the weeds. That's a factor. And and lack of moisture. Uh, we ha- we hadn't been getting good rains. We just been getting dr- good drizzles. Uh, Soil looks like it's moist for about four hours in the morning, and then the reality kind of sinks in as it dries out in the afternoon. Curtis says uh, some on some oxalis and dollar dollar wood weed I have hand watered a couple of times. Those there sped up their dying. So uh, he's, he's realizing that. Uh, isn't that. you got to have the weed growing. And isn't that ironic? Sad. He's he's uh, watering the weeds so they'll grow more vigorously <laughs> so he can kill them. No. That seems kind of like a savage way to, to yeah. do it. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If you're outside of San Antonio, you can call us at 210, I'm sorry, at 866-308-8867. Yeah, Calvin mentioned it is uh, good to grow that uh, the reason you want to keep your weeds in the lawn mode to uh, sl- uh, mold uh, to re- is to reduce uh, seed production for next year. And uh, with the warm weather in late February, weeds such as rescue grass, henbit, chickweed, thistle, 
Be- beggar's lies and bed straw. Can we ask? Can we ask it on the air? You want to ask? Now we'll attempt to set seed quickly and then decline. All right. Here, do you what, what are they? Uh, uh, he's asking Calvin about a plant that he's got in his basket. You know, okay. More about it. Two one zero three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Total uh, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Okay. Uh, and we'll. Uh, we talked about. Uh, Pre-emergence, application of pre-emergence, I don't think we mentioned any. Uh, so wherever you are, you, uh, uh, you can apply dimension, halts, or bailout. Did I get them all? Let's yeah, maize, maize, which includes, it's got bailout in it. Yeah, no. No? You didn't listen. But no, anyway. I, I generally just see uh, Amaze, XL, and uh, Dimension. Okay. I think I think Halt is more into the uh, broadleaves. Okay. I guess we'll, every once in a while we check those labels to remind ourselves. Some of the uh, things that we have on sale real quick while they're looking at that, uh, we haven't mentioned. Knockout Roses are on sale in a two-gallon container for sixteen eighty-eight. Petunias are on sale. Uh, for 88 cents each in the four-inch pot. Uh, geraniums are uh, all over the nursery, and they look absolutely gorgeous here. In the six-inch pot, they're 488. They're regularly 699. Blue plumbago is on sale in the one-gallon container for 488. And Texas mountain laurels, boy, they sure smell wonderful in the neighborhood. Uh, on sale in the five-gallon container for 1888. You're just you know, you, you, you find yourself kind of like, well, I'll be walking the dog, and I'm not paying much attention, and all of a sudden, this <laughs> it beautiful, hits you. Yeah, this beautiful, sweet smell will waft over. And it's like, what is that? Oh, it's Mount Laurel. And uh, when Milberger is natural lawn and garden fertilizer with microbial fungi, mycorrhizal fungi, is on sale. The 30-pound bag uh, is uh, 1988. And uh, that's all. Uh, you can learn more about these things anytime by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. Let's take a quick break. And while we do, why don't you give us a call looking for those blue bonnet reports. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. What are you interested in doing this year? Let's see if we can help you. More in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's Spring Vegetable Garden Seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great 
great workshop, Rain or Shine, and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. Now, the Saturday after that, March 23rd, Millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions. That's right, the San Antonio Rose Society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in San Antonio. It's absolutely free from 10 to 2, and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town. That's all at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bulvardy Road. The largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Houston Friday, April 26th. Join Del Walmsley, national radio host, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, and his top team of investors, realtors, and expert educators. Ride your way to triple-digit returns. Go to MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Gain one-on-one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions at MultifamilyMastersTour.com. And as a bonus, Masters Tour tickets include tickets to the Wealth and Passive Income Expo Saturday, April 27th. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Including surveillance solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art surveillance solution security package that includes a 4K high-dev color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000. Exclusively on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210 210- There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. If you're looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else is going on? I want to warn everybody not to put away your cloth, your protective cloth. No. If, your tom- if your tomatoes are in the ground and they made it through the freeze, 
you're still going to need to keep them protected from the wind. Now, I think Calvin wrote in his article today that uh, we've seen the last frost, right? No, I think I, I wrote that the, the average last frost date <laughs> was uh, generally the middle of the month. Oh, I misread that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't remember what it is. What the exact wording? March fifteenth is, yeah. is what we based. Now, now that's a farmer to, freeze day. Yeah, we have to remember too. Though a couple two years ago, I think we had a April. Yeah, April first week of April a freeze. That's kind of psychologically tough to deal with. But yeah, I've uh, my presentations have been mentioned. Stay keep it keep it handy just in case. And and on tomatoes. And I think David uh, and them do this at uh, Children's Garden. I think they were going to plant tomatoes today or hmm. planted them last week. I hope they didn't plant them last week. But uh, anyway, they keep them covered uh, with that uh, grow web cloth and that uh, our protective protect, to protect them from the wind and an unexpected cold temperature. So it'll give you four to uh, five degree, five to six degrees uh, frost protection. So uh, it's just a good idea, and it warms the soil up too. So it's just a good idea to uh, put them on when you put them in the ground. Now you also have to protect the ones in gallon containers from the wind. That's right. That's why we always say find that. Uh South side or uh, protect, sheltered, yeah, protected full sun area. Because uh, remember, uh, a ten to fifteen mile an hour wind would decrease tomato production. They've done. Oh they've, wow! They've done. They've done that. And uh, we're having a ten to fifteen mile an hour wind yeah, today. Yeah. Yeah. So protect them from the wind. They're 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 too valuable and. Uh, Special to leave them out in the wind. Okay. Uh, says the t- says the premier tomato man. <laughs> uh, uh, we got a question in on plantanswers.com. It says is Mexican petunia invasive? I brought a gallon plant and it looks looks good, but I'm worried about where to plant it after I read it was invasive. Did he say it's it's not the dwarf? It's the full size, <laughs> huh? We don't know that. No. Well, the uh, full the full size is certainly invasive. Remember when we when I I don't think you use the term invasive with that. Well, you don't. Huh? Why not? <laughs> Would you remember when we planted or I planted it on that uh, land uh, landscape at one of our extension offices? Mm-hmm. Where, what was it? Wurzbach. Uh, yeah, Parkway. right off Horsbach. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after a year or so, we noticed that the the prevailing wind hitty <laughs> corner across the highway that they were growing yeah. in apartment complex. So uh, the, the full-size ones are, what uh, we, call, we don't call them invasive, what would we call them? Can't, yeah, spreading? A, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think it's a, it's a, a na- invasive native. Listen uh, <laughs> at him. You shouldn't be talking about natives that way. Can now natives the, be invasive? Now the north, the uh, dwarf 
Mexican petunia is sturdy and uh, vigorous enough to be a good ground cover, but generally yeah. doesn't take over. Right. That, I think that's what I, this guy's talking about. Uh, far to answer, some of the perennial Mexican petunias can be invasive. Ah, forest. <laughs> they are prolific bloomers, producing an enormous amount of seed. These seeds are flung by the flung. <laughs> They're flung. I'm telling you, <laughs> by the plants for many feet from the seed pod when the conditions are favorable. And picked up by the wind. They also spread by underground rhizome. Huh. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I don't doubt for it. There's a little chickadee, guys. <laughs> right behind you, Jerry. The most oh, the yeah. most invasive are the tall purple flowered narrow leaf ones. The white flowered ones are not as invasive. Hmm. Neither is the tall broadleaf or the dwarf ones. Normally in our area, none of them are hard to control so long as one is vigilant and doesn't ignore unwanted seedlings. And has a vigorous uh, string mower. Yeah. But I didn't know they had rhizome. I don't either. I don't know that I've ever experienced. Of course, I... That was my one time I used them. Yeah. And they have definitely spread by seed there. Yeah, I've got the dwarf, pink and uh, and and blue. And uh, sometimes I divide them, you know, to, but I don't see right. I don't, okay. I don't I trust far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, here's a question we got in. I was thinking of using grow web or spun web in my raised bed vegetable garden this year to cut down on disease and insect problems. But then I remembered that some, most, all plants need to need uh, insects to aid in pollination. Can I cover my smaller beds in spun web? And still produce crops, or will this only work with certain vegetables? Uh, now, the uh, the ones that need to be insect pollinated are the cucurbits, the uh, squash and cucumbers and things like that. Uh, and what what we recommend uh, now: tomatoes and peppers and. Uh, Eggplant and things like that don't need to cross pollinate. Don't need uh, insect pollination. So you can go ahead and cover those and leave them covered until they have the first small fruit. You can build build a tent, yeah, a tower for okra. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okra doesn't need cross pollination. Uh two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. Maybe if anybody is out there too that has attended the spring bloom. Uh, oh, that's this weekend program. That's, yeah, that's today. right. Uh, they can give us a re- give us a call, give us a report. Also, if you did, uh, we got uh, one report from the Guadalupe Master Gardeners. But if you 
want to give us a report on the Floresville event, South Texas Home Garden and Environmental Show. That would be kind of interest, interesting, too. Lots of good programs going on. We also want to remind everybody the 22nd, 23rd, 24th will be the Alamo uh, Orchid Society. Their, oh, thank you. Their show uh, will be at the Garden Center. Uh, go to their website uh, to see the hours. They're uh, like 10 to ten to 4 on Friday and uh, uh, 10 to 6, I believe, on uh, Saturday and again 10 to 4 on uh, Sunday, but check the, check those dates. The uh, There'll be uh, lots of displays. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good place to take pictures. Yeah, prize winning. And uh, lots of uh, new colors. In fact, I got chastised a little bit. I was writing an article to Uh announce the event. And I used uh, the information that we used 10 years ago. And uh, and one of the Elmo Society people called me up and said, Well, Calvin, there's the colors that you mentioned. They're... We've hybridized oh, yeah. so many that there are every. You mentioned two or three colors. There's nine or ten colors for every one of those. Things. <laughs> well, you were thinking mainly of Phalaenopsis. Well, no, I was. I was the Phalaenopsis. I did all right on. I think it's the Dendrobium and uh, uh, some of those that are yeah. really made. They've really made some advances. So if you're kind of like me. And haven't been following what's happening in the orchid world, that's a great place to go and kind of see what's there. Uh, and you, and all the experts uh, are inviting you to go and ask any questions you may have about your if your orchid orchid growing. Now most of us are have phalaenopsis, but uh, uh, you check it out and see if you'd uh, like to expand your collection. You can yeah you can buy. Orchid and uh, they've got, they're going to have lots of uh, uh, little drawing uh, drawings and uh, raffles, all kinds of activities oh, out yeah. there. So check Very it out. Cool. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's take this opportunity to take a quick break, and while we take a break, you give us a call. Two one zero. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And you're listening to us on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. 
Growing Things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's Spring Vegetable Garden Seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great workshop, Rain or Shine, and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. Now, the Saturday after that, March 23rd, Millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions. That's right, the San Antonio Rose Society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in San Antonio. It's absolutely free from 10 to 2, and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town. That's all at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. The San Antonio Spurs are the pride of our hometown. So how did the Spurs get their name? Another San Antonio story after this. Hi, I'm Shirley Smith, co-owner of Countywide Service Company. For a limited time, we're offering a free comfort evaluation. Countywide has partnered with Day and Night to provide the most reliable AC and heating service with constant comfort in Bear County. Whether a service call, system installation, or maintenance, Countywide and Day and Night are there for you. Receive a 20% discount on any option we recommend. Call Countywide Service at 210-732-9772. License TACLA 28066E. In 1973, when 36 investors, including Billy Joe Red McCombs, brokered the deal to move the Dallas Chaparrales to San Antonio, the name of the future five-time champions was originally the San Antonio Gunslingers. But the name we chant today was possibly inspired by Red McCombs' hometown, Spur, Texas. Go Spurs, go! I'm Sonny Melendrez. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now, here's syndicated columnist Gal Thomas. How many illegal aliens massing at and crossing our border would it take for the left to declare an emergency? In February, there were more than 76,000 illegal border crossings and inadmissible foreign nationals, the most in that month in 12 years. Some experts are predicting at this rate, border crossings for the year will be more than three times what they were in 2017 and nearly double last year's border crossings. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen predicted at a House committee hearing on Tuesday that this year would see 900,000 border crossings. She was accused by one Democrat as lying and by another, as lacking compassion. Most people understand the game the left is playing. They're after votes, and because they're okay with the killing of U.S. babies through abortion, 60 million so far, they need to find votes somewhere else. If this is not stopped, America as we know it and have known it will be no more. The radicals would be fine with that. Are you? President Trump has the power to order a wall be built. Will he? I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. Got a question from the crowd. I'm going to give you the microphone. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. What's going on? You're on the air. Uh, hi. Uh, I have uh, St. Augustine in the backyard, and it's still thriving, but it's being slowly being covered by dandelions and cloverleaf. Can I do something to get it out of the way without harming the uh, St. Augustine grass? I think that's the first time we've ever had that question. <laughs> yeah, we've never gotten that before. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have an answer. Hang on. The, probably the best way to do it is just mow it. Is it. Have you got a big backyard? Yes, sir. Can I mow it? And is there a spray that can kill it automatically <laughs> and let the St. Augustine thrive? No. If you if you mow it, keep mowing about every five to seven days when the weeds are beginning to grow they're annual weed in other words they only live one year and when you cut them they'll die especially when the weather heats up i got some that because of the weather they like exploded up to about three feet tall yeah yeah so i can still mow and and for about several times yeah six or seven several uh six well about five to seven days and then what do i do after that Treat them. Now, then, then after they die, you uh, you fertilize in April. Fertilize to help the get stronger. No, uh, no weed and feed, just fertilize. fertilize yeah, them. right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, nineteen five nine slow release fertilizer. Nineteen five nine. Yeah, it, most most nurseries. Okay, so nineteen five nine. And that's just once or every two yeah, months. Yeah, in in the spring. In the spring, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Appreciate it, sir. You can fertilize in the fall if we've had plenty of rain. and Well, you want to use a different fertilizer in the fall, like a winterizer. It's called winterizer. Uh-huh. And uh, you put that on in uh, October. Okay. So and mow, let them die. Mow, mow, mow. Exactly. Yeah, right. Hey, that, that's 1959, what the... huh? 1959. <laughs> And then did you... One that Mark, uh, that Mark Peterson. Mo, 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 I was listening to Calvin answering his question. Did you mention anything for a pre-emergent at some no. point? No. Okay. Are you going to mention that? No, or, or is it appropriate? What is that? Uh, oh, I didn't... A pre-emergent for... Uh, for next year, so he doesn't have them or no? No. Okay. Right. We'll put that down in the fall. Oh, the pre-emergent, so they don't. You guys are here, so I can come before the yeah, fall. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be here. All right, yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks you for dropping by. Oh. Thanks for waiting. Have a great one. You too. You did good. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, I'm guessing the weather. Well, now the weeds will. Well, it's getting hot though. So he's funny. He described those weeds. Yeah. If you if you notice the blue bonnet when you when your weeds start popping up, yeah, to getting tall, the uh, the blue bonnet start blooming. Oh, because that's a weed too. Yeah, and it pops up and we, we want to keep the seed on blue bonnets, of course. Oh, okay. So is that why you were kind of negative on the pre-emergent? Yeah. Case? Okay. Okay. Now the. Uh, one thing uh, on blue bonnet, if you planted seed late, uh, you could still have small plants. 
they haven't pushed hard. The plants I got blooming were planted earlier mm-hmm. and uh, are from transplants. And uh, so it, don't worry. I had a guy call me. He got acres of blue bonnet, and they're still in the rosette form. <coughs> okay. Wow. And he, and he said... <laughs> He said, no matter how much fertilizer or water I put on them, they just stay there. They just stay that size, about as big as a teacup. I said, there come. Because got, we've got several plantings that we planted late that uh, are in that, still in that uh, hunkered down stage. So they'll be just later. What was it that okay. we tried to, remember when we did that uh, program where we matched blue bonnets with some other plant and the idea was that the, the yeah, other, pansies oh yeah the pansies were going to sh- be colorful during the early yeah part of, yeah and then the blue bonnets would take over well they sure did take over <laughs> i mean you, there were there came a day you didn't see any pansy ever again the <laughs> blue bonnets just yeah they got uh, they uh, they made the decision for you on pansies you know uh i don't i don't even think they got pansies out here yeah still so uh, it's kind of getting late for the pansies. Now, another thing that has, hasn't uh, started blooming in my landscape, which surprises me, are the larkspurs. Hmm. Yeah, they 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 usually bloom after the blue bonnet. Yeah, the full foliage looks good, but they're not not blooming. The snapdragons that uh, are slow to come out of that uh, so that January lull. Oh yeah, so. And, and uh, that really puts some conflict, folks, with uh, cut flower gardens. You got, you're waiting for your snapdragons, and then the, the zinnias are here already. So yeah, and the zinnias in full bloom, and you're waiting. You don't know when the snapdragons are going to bloom. And you had a question off the air too oh, while we were answering that. What was I did? It was a planting of Aztec grass that was at the uh, kind of the the bottom of a uh, planting uh, at the base of the, the house and uh, the they were not surviving the other things up the kind of up the hill in that bed were doing fine but and then he we started talking about drainage and all and then he said well six inches there's the clay under there and that uh, he thought maybe that lip that was rock yeah, was you know we had a little we had a water accumulation there, and I asked him how long they had been the, survived the uh, Aztec grass. He said this is the second year, but it turned out the first year it didn't make it either. So he replanted it. Oh, okay. the second year. So he's gonna he's gonna explore looking for something that uh, uh, I think there's two options. You. Uh, Fix that drainage situation, or you find something that's more tolerant of that kind of. A yeah, only only the one at the bottom died, right? That's right. Yeah, and and, uh, and uh, I'm not real familiar with the Aztec grass, but the sure the look of the picture was that it's uh, a drainage issue. Yeah. Okay. Beth is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Anytime the sun is out, it helps. My, yeah, my me too. <laughs> it's a nice day, Beth. 
Me yes. too. Even I even know. in August 15th when it's 105 <laughs> degrees? Well, that's a different... So, by by yeah. then, I'm hiding under a rock somewhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Some of us understand, Beth. Yes. Some of us oh, are well, just contrarian. Vinca, the vine, not periwinkle, you know, the nice dark green vine. Uh, what, what happens to it? Mine right now looks really healthy and several plants, you know, just really look good, but then... A little bit later on, then the leaves start just sort of dissolving. I don't know whether that is a disease or an insect that causes that. Well, and that's, so they never that, bloom. Yeah, that uh, that uh, you're talking about the ground cover periwinkle. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's the issue, the problem with it, and uh, that. That's that uh, fungus degree, that fungus uh, disease. Uh, well, there's a worm that eats them all. Yeah, too. that's another. Yeah, eats another, all the leaves off. Yeah, take your choice. Overnight. Yeah. No, this, it is. Uh, do you do you do? Does it look like a disease or does it look like the worm? No, I think the worm like, is more. No, it doesn't look like a worm. It just the leaves just kind of dissolve. They lose their. Well, I don't know. It leaves kind of like a skeleton. Anyway. Oh, that, that's the, that's the worm. No, it is. Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, that's a, a worm. They're notorious for the that periwinkle. That's why we yeah doesn't get rep, uh, doesn't get uh, recommended as much anymore for the other the other thing we were thinking of is the the vinca annual plant. Uh, some of the selections get a uh, dieback disease that just turns the plant into mush. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The annual. The- but no, this is this is the vine, and right now they just look so pretty. I have them. I have three large live oaks that sprouted out years ago, around what probably would have been the mother tree, and it left kind of a rough thing in the center. And I put gravel over the top of it, and the periwinkle comes up very well this time of the year. And I think <laughs> it looks so pretty against the gravel and then the live oak stock trees. You yeah. Know? But I well, never get to see it bloom. So if it is an insect, BT. Yeah, it's something. It's something uh, I don't know what lays the worms, but uh, they will eat those to the ground. I've I've had them. Uh, I mean, they uh, eat. They eat all the leaves off. Yeah. Now you could. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of when they start, when that starts. You could try a, uh, a spinosad. Spinosad, uh, right, you'd have to, you'd have to beat Five them. to seven days. Yeah, you'd have to beat them. So if you can remember or it's on your calendar when they start looking terrible, then you just, that day you start spraying on a regular basis once a week, I guess. Yeah. And, and see, see thing. if you can carry them through. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's an easy plant to eat. Or you could use uh, bacillus because it is a, a larvae. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is that is that uh, is this BT. a liquid? But it's not yes, a, ma'am. Is it a BT? No, okay. it's a different chemical than BT, oh, but okay. they they both work about the same. Okay. However, the the spinosad will will kill the adult laying the eggs oh. if you put it put it on at a you know five to seven day interval. 
Okay. Where the B B T only kills the the larvae, consuming yeah the ones that are consuming the leaves. Yeah. So, which might be what? kind of a, a late. Yeah. Um, might be I'm a with late. Jer- Jerry. I might. I I think I'd recommend a, a spinosad. Now both of those products are just are are not long term. No. So you got to do that once a week at least. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now what? Once you get past the. The contamination part. <laughs> In other words, they seem to come at certain times of the. Uh, they come in the early spring, and they do their eating, but they don't return. I mean, uh, I don't. Th- In other words, they're not a constant problem. So, and and I don't know when to tell you to start or when to tell you to stop. Yeah. But they are you saying that if they come and eat and did they're through and they go on and they don't come back the rest of the year until next yes, year? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, I was wondering if because I have the gravel over the top of that sort of mound of old roots and everything, if that had anything to do with it, the, the gravel. No. Whether that no. kept the moisture or anyway. That's just the plant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's. Looks so nice okay. now, and it's something the deer don't eat. Believe Is that right? As luscious Good. as it, as luscious as it looks, they don't eat it. So, anyway. Okay. Okay. Deer don't well, eat it. I'll cool. Check, I'll keep watching and see if I see any signs of larvae and caterpillars. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Good luck. It is, it is hey, keep a, hey, will you let us know how it works? Okay, that, that, that's a pro- that's a problem. A lot of people have just quit using it because they haven't been able to figure it out. So if you got figure out a formula, figure that'd out a be way. great. Because actually, I've had these plants here for years and years, and I'm always so happy when they do come out and look so healthy and everything. And I thought if there's something I was doing wrong, let me. One of our okay. one of our uh, other listeners, Dorothy Weedy, also has that Does uh, plant. Yeah, and I'm. Trying to remember if she's given up on it or if it's still out there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because you don't see it in the summertime. That's right. That's yeah. right. And when it comes up this time, it'd be maybe a, each little bush or each little plant. And I, there are probably eight or nine little plants that have come up, and they're about twelve inches across. You know, so that's pretty good. You know, yeah. but then when they start disappearing, and <laughs> I, really and truly, the leaves just kind of dis. Dissolve. And they so, they do it overnight. So it's well, darn yeah. aliens. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they do yeah. it overnight. From Mars. Yeah, yeah this is right. unwanted aliens coming in. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks, right. guys. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Again, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We got some uh, pruning questions in. Uh, somebody wrote in and said, do we have a blueberry bush uh, that has produced one season? Should I prune it now? As far as answers, tip blue rabbit eye blueberries require a little pruning. Yeah, plus now they're, if you prune it, uh, you're you prune, prune the, the fruit off. Yeah. Lower limbs can be thinned out to keep the fruit from touching the soil. And excessively vigorous upright shoots can be thinned out 
several feet from the ground to keep the center of the bush open and keep the bearing surface within reach. Spindly weak or dead branches should be thinned out annually during the dormant season. So um, if you still got blueberries or want to try to grow blueberries, uh, we've got a, a write-up on the growing of blueberries and uh, on plantanswers.com. Also on plantanswers.com, we've got uh, uh, on, the, on the topics of the month, in red on the front page, uh, we've got uh, a title of pruning. And uh, when you click on that, you go to... Uh, you go to a, a place that shows you how to prune lots of uh, trees and shrubs, huh. including fruit. It's got the diagram. It takes you to the diagram. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Uh, another question on pruning. We have several healthy mountain laurels that are very bushy. What is the best way to prune them? What is he trying to accomplish? He doesn't want bushy mountain laurels? No, I guess not. The yeah. best way is little. Yeah, that's so far. Way to go for us. Is any pruning at all? Yeah, what is the? Uh, you got to have a goal with uh, pruning. Yeah, uh, and mountain laurel is pretty disciplined plant. <laughs> if you want, if you want them, if you want them to look like small trees, you can remove the lower branches back to the main trunk. Otherwise, just cut off offending branches back to the next larger branch. Now would be a good time to do this. After the bloom is done. Yeah, after the bloom. Or can, you can do it before. It won't hurt the plant, but uh, you'll miss the bloom. You like the bloom, yeah. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You know you're setting your clocks forward tonight, right? Oh, is that? That's right. Yeah, what is yeah. already? T- tonight, uh, Sunday morning at 2 o'clock becomes... Uh, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, yeah. You lose an hour. So we'll be sleepy tomorrow. So I'll be... <laughs> You'll be an if hour can, late. If, if I come in by my clocks now, I'll be an hour late, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Is yeah. That, okay. Spring. Back. Spring ahead. Spring ahead. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Uh-oh. Yeah, but I believe so. Does that, that hurt? Yes, it does. No. <laughs> Thank you for asking. That was nice of you. So, okay, so don't forget, and uh, we don't have uh, those folks to call us and remind us anymore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, who used to call us? um, You used to send us an email or something. Oh, you want me to? No, no, No. I'll send you an email anyway. Yeah, well, if we don't show up, you'll... uh, Yeah, hold hold it down for an hour, man. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) just me talking about... You talking about... I'll be giving the phone number (laughs) and... uh, Talking about the sale item. How the pretty, yeah, how pretty the flowers are, there you know. You that red is beautiful. Well, we can talk about those uh, bougainvillea for quite a while. They're oh, nice. yeah, they're spectacular. All right, 210-308-8867, but that's the number to call tomorrow to be a part of the show uh, here at Millburgers. Come on by and visit with us. There's sure a lot of nice folks out here doing some shopping, and there's sure a lot of nice uh, plants to choose from. Uh, including lots and lots of tomatoes. So if you're interested in tomatoes, it's time to get over to yeah, Melbourne. People are walking out with them. Oh, yeah. So, and citrus, too. Oh, I didn't see the citrus. Cool. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. Thanks to you for listening. On behalf of the docs, I'm Milton Glick, and we'll see you tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.